0: Podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision today we are going to talk about the 2020 film soul my name is sarah i'm the mom of a six-year-old boy
1: all right i'm briar harvey i
0: am the mother of a 19 year old young
1: lady a nine-year-old boy and a three-year-old boy and i don't know why it's so hard for me to introduce my children successfully every week but
0: (laughs) woohoo, i did it okay all right so to start off this movie is one of the many um movies that faced challenges because of the year 2020 being what it was um it was originally supposed to be released in june And then it got moved to November. And then eventually it was released on Christmas Day on Disney Plus, and it wasn't a premium like Mulan had been. You didn't have to pay extra, you just had to be a subscriber. You
1: just had to be a subscriber and it was just like Disney's Christmas present mm-hmm. for the shittiness that was 2020. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I was pretty grateful.
0: So apparently, and I, I, I'm not sure how legitimate this is because I, I as far as I understood it, it was always hard to get numbers like this because nobody actually shared the information. Mm-hmm. But apparently, <laughs> This was a 13% increase in subscribers for Disney Plus for this film alone. And it's the number three um, subscriber based streaming movie of the year behind Hamilton and Wonder Woman
1: 1984. Which. So I two of those. Pretty successful for a. <laughs> Yeah. an animated film right. on a channel where we're competing against Hamilton right yeah and Wonder Woman
0: and something i think is interesting um we talked about this earlier i think where probably over the summer where disney got rid of its um its free uh, Oh, God, what's the word? My mind is, like, completely gone lately. I can't think of words at the moment.
1: They got rid of their it's free fine. trial
0: period right before oh, Hamilton right. came out. yes. So, that's interesting. Um, it has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty much, I think, par for the course with Disney Pixar movies. Uh-huh. It's not...
1: We always hit yeah. numbers at least that high. Yeah.
0: It's, it's been funny the way things played out this year because there were promotions as Disney does with everything. They, they cross promote outside of, you know, just Disney and there were promotions. Like for example, I think over the summer, the McDonald's happy meal toy was soul. And it's like, <laughs> cause like, I'm sure McDonald's can't stop that. Right. Like they, they've no. got supply chain. It is what it That's is. You right. have to push it out. Right. Right. Um. So like, my son got like the cat, and like we're like, whatever the heck this is, we we don't, we don't know, know what this means. means yeah. Is this a good cat? Is this a bad cat? We don't know what this cat is. You know. Just another interesting thing about 2020. Just
1: yeah, all the <laughs> things that went wrong. So, what
0: was this movie for you? It was. It was cathartic. <laughs> because I'm a person who has never known what they want to be when they grow up or did know what they wanted to be when they grew up. But so I'll just tell you, I went to college to work in radio. I wanted to work in radio. And when I was in college in 2000 to 2004 was when radio changed to become something completely different than what it was. It went from being, you know, you'd know, you have like 12 stations in a medium-sized city. And each of those radio stations would have a full staff working for them to things like Clear Channel and intercom, and all of that has significantly impacted what radio is because you don't have local talent anymore. You might have like one or two people in the office at the local station but they're probably also doing three other local stations um the only radio job i ever interviewed for was to do traffic and i would have been doing a west coast city a texas city and an east coast city and none of them were the city i was in traffic like don't wouldn't you say that there's some amount of local knowledge that should go into the person reporting traffic
1: (laughs) you say this though and it (laughs)
0: explains so much so that was that point in my life was the most driven and motivated and sure of myself that i have ever been the years from 2000 to 2004. And when the realization of that not necessarily being a goal that I could achieve in the way that I wanted to achieve it, I've never actually recovered from that. And we're Mm -hmm. talking at 16 years later, and all Mm -hmm. I've done is bounce around from administrative job to administrative job. And I've never had the thing that I was working for be such a sure thing for me anymore. Um, and then that's hard when you work, when you live with somebody who had a goal, was good at their goal, achieved their goal and is being successful at their goal, <laughs> which is my husband, which is good. It's fine. He's happy. He likes going to work and that's great. But like being on the flip side of that, it's hard.
1: <laughs> and so this movie like
0: spark. Yeah, this movie giving you that, like, it's not about the spark. It's about the little things in your life that lead up to the big things. That was like, okay, thank you, Disney. (laughs) Just like in Inside Out, it was like, thank you for explaining my emotions to me, a 30-plus-year-old woman. (laughs) So I, again, hang out in entrepreneurial
1: spaces. When this movie came out my Facebook feed in particular, was full of women in their 30s and 40s and 50s who were like, you have to watch this movie because I spent the last half of it in tears. Mm -hmm. So, knowing all of this, you know how I feel about these things. Yeah. I went into this movie with a little bit of trepidation, but it was not that way for me. Mm-hmm. So I am, because, because I have already had to deal with all of this, mm-hmm. I knew where they were going, I suspected, with the helicopter. hmm And then when 22 was eating the piece of pizza, mm-hmm. I knew for sure. Mm-hmm. Small, everyday joy. That's what we build our lives around.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Not the big stuff. Right. Not the spark. Mm -hmm. We build it around the small moments.
0: And so then the thing that really got me was at the end when he is um, remembering all those small moments and it starts with him in the tub reaching out to his mom and i was like oh <laughs> that just made me cry because it's like you were." i remember my mom giving me baths and then that's something that i do with my son and it's mm-hmm. like you do you remember and it's those small things that make you who you are really and that's such a common thing like everybody has a version of that experience right mm-hmm. like so yeah that's where i got weepy Yeah, it's,
1: to be clear, I want to be very clear, it is a beautiful movie. It is. It did not hit me on the full bore weebies like it hit all of you, and that is because... I have spent the last six years of my life very deliberately structuring in tiny moments of Mm -hmm. joy. And when I look at 2020 in particular, I believe that the reason that I have honestly, I, I hesitate to use the word thrived because I don't know that any of us really have. And I am very disgruntled with the people who are talking about their best year ever. Yeah, Fuck no. you influencers.
0: Bullshit. Maybe mm-hmm. if you are one of those people who completely ignored what was going on this year.
1: And so I know because of the spaces that I hang out in entrepreneurs, many of whom had million dollar, million plus dollar years mm-hmm. in 2020, because if you, Pivoted well. Mm-hmm. There was a great deal of money to be made last year. Absolutely. The problem is to center your own experience mm-hmm. in a world where we are losing hundreds of thousands of lives mm-hmm. and our future has changed forever Mm -hmm. our government regardless of who is in control now I think that we have to say is irreparably damaged it's Mm -hmm. been harmed yep the safety I felt in my government no longer exists Mm -hmm. And all of those things are just compounding and continuing. So here we are telling you it's about the small moments of joy. That is what your life is made of. This is what you get. You get helicopters. You get pizza. You get to make and choose what you want to do with your holidays, with Mm -hmm. your families, with your traditions, that is where we are at.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: And that is why I'm honestly profoundly grateful that we get to have this conversation about this movie and we will actually get to the movie at some point in time, I swear swear to God, but but that it is so
0: important
1: because it is about the small moments.
0: How much of that do you think kids pick up though? Oh, see,
1: I have the benefit honestly of having my children home all of the time with me always Mm -hmm. and have had their entire lives. My daughter's fondest memories now at 19 when she talks fondly about things as a child are those small
0: things. You're right. right. Mm -hmm. Because even my six-year-old will all of a sudden like, hey, remember that time we did X, Y, Z, and it'll be something we did like three years ago, and it'll be something like not big, but... It's
1: never mm -hmm. the big stuff. What it's about, always, is finding joy. How do you bring in laughter? How do you make yourself feel loved and whole and fulfilled? So let's start. Because I think that's where we're at. New York City is where we open this, right?
0: I love the way this movie portrays New York City. Because so often in movies, you'll see New York City as either, like, super grimy and a place you don't want to be. Or super sterilized and, like, cartoonish, right? Right. Especially in, like, kids' media. Right. And... This in particular, I think it does a great job of like hitting the balance of what New York City actually is. You've got graffiti on walls next to nicely, pristine, neat, tidy shops. And that's it. That's it. That's New York City.
1: And I love the way the storytelling in this film really lends itself to the ideas of... Everyday moments of joy. Mm-hmm. We have, there is just as much time, I think, in the classroom, right, mm-hmm. as there is at the piano mm-hmm. in the beginning because music may be the spark, but mm-hmm. this is a man who loves teaching. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love how this movie opens with the the high school band playing "When You Wish Upon a Star," (laughs) and it's It's awful, bad, terrible, so bad. (laughs) Like that's the intro over the the castle on this one. I really. So, if we're gonna talk about the music, we should give credit where it's due. Yes, the jazz portions of this are John Batiste. um, pretty well-known jazz musician Um, I know nothing about jazz except from like Treme (laughs) Um, and he was on that so (laughs) I was like that name is really familiar so that's that's what I know and then (laughs) it the music um, in the great beyond and the great before are uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross so, mm-hmm. you know, we all know who Trent Reznor is. <laughs> I, but,
1: I must say, it's a long way from
0: Nine Inch Nails. It is, but is it's not. It's not. Because it's still the same type of music. It's just doing it at a different scale, I guess.
1: Well, and it's beautiful here. Mm-hmm. I really, the the score and the soundtrack, all of it, The music makes this movie, like, our, I feel like our greatest... I did make a
0: note, though, that the music for The Great Before and The Great Beyond reminds me of the music they play in some of the, um, like, ride lines at Disney, particularly in Epcot. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I guess that's appropriate, because, like, The Great Beyond and The Great Before are both sort of waiting areas, right? And
1: I would... (laughs) No doubt, assume
0: that to be that was deliberate. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes.
1: So when we did um what the hell is the name of that one? The last one with the brothers. It was <laughs> oh, not onward. that good. Onward.
0: Oh, I like Onward. It was, it was good.
1: But but we complained <laughs> it's it's fine, but we complained a lot about the music. That was really oh, for both right. of us. Because that there was, was the...
0: no soundtrack
1: <laughs> no there was no soundtrack so i really i i appreciated that with this movie that a movie about music had good music i needed yeah. it to have good
0: mm-hmm. music
1: i yeah. would have been very disappointed because i was in onward disappointed with like, they had so much potential there so much. for great hairband classics yeah. and did not use them. Even if they wrote new ones, it didn't matter. There mm-hmm. should have been singing. There should have been epicness, right? Yeah. Guys in horns. Fuck, Definitely. all of that should
0: have been. We None Needed of that some Viking rock, for exactly.
1: sure. Exactly. <laughs> None of that was there.
0: But this does a great job with the music.
1: This is a wonderful wonderful soundtrack and I have listened to it several times since because I like writing to instrumental mm-hmm. stuff so it's 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 well done and it carries well even without
0: Yeah I could totally see my husband listening to this while he works cuz that's right up his alley too Mhm We <laughs> he likes jazz I don't really like jazz but sometimes something we started doing this year is some nights when we get takeout we'll like <laughs> All three of us, will dim the lights, we'll light a little candle, and we'll play jazz, and we'll say we're in a, in a restaurant. <laughs> because, like, to me, that just goes so hand in hand. Like, nice restaurants have jazz music playing. <laughs> See, and here's what
1: I'm telling you. 20 years from now, your yeah. son will remember those moments.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's what I hope he remembers from this time.
1: Like the the inventiveness the care that we have had to take to build in little moments mm-hmm. of joy is just it's it's significant right. and it's it's important so like a friend of mine mentioned on Facebook she had this revelation that she'd switched to heavy cream because who needs half and half when you're going for the <laughs> full fat? And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that for years. yeah I Find your yeah.
0: joy. Yeah. Um, I, in the great beyond, or the great before, the implementation of the Jerrys and Terrys, I love it. Oh I think my that God. That was such a great way to do it. That they're like, a singular being but not a singular being and like expressing that by their name all being Jerry's and I'm assuming all the other bean counters are Terry's.
1: We we only met the one Terry. Yeah, I'm sure But I more. I assume all the other Terry's are much like Terry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I absolutely love the whole idea of like shooting The souls into like houses to like get their personality traits. And there's one where they're like sending people to it, and I can't remember what it was, and they're like, Oh, it was like self-absorbed or something like that. Do we and... really need more of those? <laughs> we I, can't, maybe? <laughs> I can't remember what it was either. Yeah. But yeah, that bit was just so good. And then when they're showing the souls and they're saying what they're they are, and the one, the little voice goes, "I'm a manipulative megalomaniac who's intensely opportunistic." <laughs> 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 and then the Jerry goes, "Oh, something like that's a problem, but that's Earth's problem now." <laughs> Everybody up there is not going to be nope. perfect. They're all going to have flaws, and some of them are going to have more flaws than other because, like, you know, obviously everybody's coming out of this the same place. <laughs>
1: I, I really, the Jerry's in particular, mm-hmm. I I appreciated that really subtle sense of humor. Yeah. Even my kids pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, no, I, I have to back up there. My daughter did not pick up on that. But my my nine-year-old was quite taken Mm -hmm. with that little sarcasm. right? Right? Because it was absolutely
0: just a little bit, and not malicious, just Jerry had a sense of humor. I also have to say that Disney did a really good job of portraying the great before and the great beyond in a way that I think religion wouldn't necessarily neutral. be offensive to any religion, <laughs> but also to people who don't buy into a specific religion, right?
1: I, so, uh, I agree, and I think this is worth, worth I mean, that praising alone... Disney yeah. for, yeah, like, the fact that we could talk about souls, Yep, and... The experience of the soul Mm -hmm. without talking about God Mm -hmm. is
0: quite an impressive feat. And I would say they did, I mean, that's, that's not an easy job. No. And the thing is, it doesn't negate.
1: God, no, at all. We exactly. simply we simply just didn't discuss it. Right.
0: That's there why was, you don't see the great beyond.
1: Today. You don't see the great beyond. Mm-hmm. That we don't know what's there.
0: My husband S- said it sounded like a bug zapper though. <laughs> it, I I did I actually have caught that when that was I I
1: did actually kind of think the same thing. <laughs> but it's but yeah, but the way that they touched on it was just mm-hmm. really beautiful and the scale, mm-hmm. the galactic scale of it all was, I thought, really magnificent. In part of the joy, I think, is in the acknowledgement that you are insignificant.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yep. Your life on the grand cosmic scale is unlikely Mm -hmm. to be a point of significance and rather than being bothered by that as so many humans i think Mm -hmm. deeply deeply are they want to be significant they want Mm -hmm. to be remembered but there's so much freedom and possibility in being able to exist simply To Mm -hmm. be happy. Yeah. Holy shit, what would you do Mm -hmm.
0: if it was just to make yourself happy? We would all be, what's his face, the guy spinning the sign.
1: Moonwind. Moonwind. We
0: would all be Moonwind. And on that same note, I really appreciate the way that they portray the lost souls. Because it doesn't feel like a permanent situation, right?
1: Well, we brought 22 back. Mm-hmm. Now, the lost souls are commentary in themselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The way because I love
0: how it's such a fine line between
1: bliss and yeah. loss.
0: Yeah. It's like so they're they're the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of time essentially or not time intention maybe intention
1: i think is a good way to put it okay what else do we got you had other notes
0: um the end credits at the very end they say created and produced at pixar animation studios in emeryville california and in homes at least six feet away from each other throughout the bay area which I thought was funny, but also because, like, <laughs> housing in the Bay Area is ridiculous right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would imagine it's even hard to be six feet away from everybody. <laughs> I... <sighs> but I like the acknowledgement of the situation it being what it is.
1: I there was there there was some some attempt at levity there. and animation at least, is something you probably can continue to work mm-hmm. on socially distanced from home in most cases.
0: So uh, Jamie Fox in this doesn't sound anything like Jamie Fox no. at all, which leads me to believe that the Jamie Fox that he presents himself as as like a public person, isn't necessarily the truest form of Jamie Foxx. I was really like,
1: it was hard to hear him. I can't,
0: I cannot hear this voice and associate it with Jamie Foxx. And, and I
1: am mostly blind as a bat. My hearing is impeccable. My hearing is so impeccable that I managed to spoil Battlestar Galactica all those years ago when they were (laughs) announcing the final five, Mm -hmm. because they did it by voice, Mm -hmm. but it was all, it was weird little random clips. Sadly, I correctly identified them all each and every time. My husband was really mad at me. because i'm really good at picking out disembodied voices
0: because i'm generally pretty good at it too and i was like i don't know who like i know i should know who this is because i know it was in the marketing materials right i had
1: to look it and Mm -hmm. and here's the thing i had to look it up like two or three times the first time we were watching it Mm -hmm. because it didn't even stick because i couldn't hear him yeah i just couldn't hear him no and I, which,
0: and that's not to say it's it's bad. I think no, it's no, no, great. No, no, he does a good no, job. No, it's
1: amazing. But no, I, I, I wonder, the the Jamie Fox, is a public representative in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. And I, because, this was, I think to do this role in particular,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? He would really have needed to 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 do some work.
0: Well, I think you you think of like Jamie Foxx as like the public figure, and he's he's bombastic. He's like mm-hmm. he's very um gregarious. He's like out there. He's in your face. And the character is the opposite of that, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's a very, very humble everyman with goals. who's just waiting for him He's shot. like a Jimmy Stewart character.
1: Very, very earnest, and just waiting, f- yeah, yeah, just waiting, just waiting
0: mm-hmm.
1: His chance is gonna come. He's gonna play with Dorothea and man, like that sequence, mm-hmm. the dying, the steps,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of that was that was that was very well done.
0: And then I <laughs> I had this whole thought process in my head after I just thought I'm very good at, like, picking out voice actors, which I am. But then I had this whole thought process in my head, and I was like, oh, did we really need another movie with Tina Fey as, like, the main character in, like, an animated film? And I was like, no, wait a second. <laughs> it was Amy Poehler in Inside Out. Like, I just had them completely conflated in my mind that, like...
1: But <laughs> Tina's done some voice acting, too.
0: But not, like... Like I was convinced in my head that it was her oh, inside that out. Oh, but she was Joy. That that Disney or Pixar had decided that she should be the main character two times in a row.
1: But I thought she did a really good job mm-hmm. and I was quite pleased with 22 like as a character. Mm-hmm. And here again, I I don't actually I didn't hear Tina a whole lot either. Mm-hmm. There was something and again, I think this comes back to the reflective nature of this story. Having to tell the story of joy and life really probably required them both to do some personal deep diving into mm-hmm. what that meant for them. Sure. Actors, even method actors, your mirror you have to, you have to use what you know, Mm -hmm. and you can't, you can't talk about ordinary moments of joy if you don't legitimately know what that means to you. One of the things that I have been looking at personally in my own work this past year is identifying what that joy looks like and it's different for everybody and I think this is part of the problem right it's Mm -hmm. difficult to say what's gonna bring you that peace yeah because Joy is not just happiness, right? Mhm. It's more than that. It's a sense of fulfillment. It's connection.
0: It's the reconciliation with his mom where, you know, yes. You you've we've all at some point in our lives probably had an important member of our lives who didn't necessarily agree to us, agree with us about something. And, you know, that hangs over you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, not having that acceptance will hang over you.
1: And not having those conversations Mm -hmm. hangs over you, too. Like, that was... Having that conversation with his mom was mm. not actually him having that conversation with his mom. That was 22 having the conversation <laughs> with his mom. Because he never would have done it himself.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it was him speaking the words because he was relaying the information as the cat. But being able to be separated from it by that. Right. Gave him the strength to gave do that. Him I guess. Gave him the ability to say
1: those things. <sighs> bravery, right? Mm-hmm. A little tiny. What is bravery? Is it the big stuff? Is it battle? Is it war? Or is it having a conversation that we don't actually want to have? Right. And so often in our lives, We choose not to be heard because we think we know what the answer will be. Mm -hmm. We've run the conversation in our head. We've played it out. We've decided it's an unacceptable risk. And so we don't actually ever have that conversation. I think a lot here, too, over and over with Joe, um, people can surprise you, right? Mm-hmm. I really liked the story that um,
0: the Dorothea told oh, him Dorothea. No, uh, about, about the fish. The
1: fish, yeah. The fish in the water. This here is just water. I'm looking for the ocean. How do you know? How can you tell?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the difference? If you cannot define the difference for yourself personally, At no one point? else can yeah. do it for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we got to have this conversation at this time, about this story, and about the world that we live in, and the way that they connect, and the fact that this is it, y'all. It's not getting any better. None of this is going away. I don't think we have collectively even anymore the capacity to stop whatever is on the way so you gotta write it out and if you gotta write it out you have to take the small moments the little ones all the time on the way because that's what you get you have to choose all the time and it's hard let's be clear about that Choosing Mm -hmm. joy and happiness every day, that fucking sucks. I cannot emphasize to you how much it sucks to have to make that choice all the time. Right. We don't get to make that choice anymore. It's not up to us. This is what we have. We get time with each other. So I'm going to take this opportunity to say thank you to my beautiful co-host who I love and adore and I appreciate
0: this time together
1: immensely. And Agreed. I have this always is... appreciated this time with you.
0: This is, the ex- this is the longest stretch I get to talk to somebody who is not a child. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have hour-long conversations with my husband no. cuz we don't have we don't do anything. <laughs> so no, everything don't we do go is go together. Anywhere.
1: <laughs> and the child comes. I mean, like yeah. trust me, I get it. In order to have an hour-long conversation with my husband, we have to close the bedroom door mm-hmm. and you have a 6-year-old. That <laughs> doesn't happen as much, right? right.
0: It's Great. Right. And like that whole thing I talked about with not being able to finish my sentences, and so I lose that, I lose the ability to pull that word out of my brain. Every time we have these recording sessions, I I leave it with the ability to talk again.
1: (laughs) This has, the past two years of this podcast have absolutely been a joyous thing for me, for you, Mm -hmm. I hope for you, our listeners. I hope that we can bring more joy to you as this year continues.
0: We've We've had the conversation that we're going to go back to doing some really terrible movies because those are the funnest ones to do. Because
1: those are the fun (laughs) ones.
0: We don't have to have deep conversations about things. And it does
1: seem that the good ones engender these sorts yeah. of discussions. Too they?
0: self-reflective. Let's not do that anymore. So we're gonna do some. <laughs> we're gonna do.
1: We're gonna do a run of really shitty, shitty movies. We're very excited about it. Like I, I, I must say, because my husband asked me, he was like, "Why? Why would you do that to yourself?" I'm like, "Because they're so bad."
0: They're so much more fun to do.
1: Like we don't we don't talk about the movie when it's good anymore you know <laughs> we talk about how it relates to the world because we, we, we talk to. about
0: feelings too much because <laughs>
1: we have to because that's what this one is and where we're at here at this time but yes i would like to do some shitty terrible movies <laughs> so we will see you in two weeks with the b movie all right because I'm... i don't know honestly does it get much worse
0: movie yeah i mean happy feet but you know how i feel about we've happy already feet. done happy feet <laughs> i but feel like we're gonna have
1: we have discussed the emoji movie as yeah. well i believe that one's on the list did you have your nomination for
0: the worst movie no i'll the... have to think about it i'm sure it's out there though um you're gonna have it... to do some research yeah i'm gonna have to do some research <laughs> <laughs> We need to rate this movie. Okay. You go first. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I think...
1: I think it's a five.
0: Yeah, I think it's a five, too. My kid actually, like, the first time we watched it, he sat down and watched the whole thing. And then when I rewatched it just now, he sat down, like, he came in like 3 quarters of the way through and finished watching it with me which is like pretty big for him right now because he's kind of like not like the the novelty of watching a movie has worn off. In the right. Time of like we're always home and the only thing to do is to watch a movie.
1: <laughs> it's just not cool anymore. Yeah. No, and I trust me, I know because with my children again, this was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and by the time we got there they were all, because it was Christmas Day, and we'd mm-hmm. all gotten new electronics, and there was... Yeah. I literally had to bribe them with hot cocoa and popcorn <laughs> if you turn the electronics off and yeah. sit here and watch this movie, and there was much sighing, <sighs> and noising, yeah, and just, but they did actually, I think... Even the little one enjoy this film. There's visually it's very compelling. It is. Because New York is beautiful as New York really mm-hmm. is. And the great before is the the pinks and mm-hmm. the pastels and then Moonwind Ship and I, I mean visually and then there's
0: slapstick. Like Right. When he falls in the hole. That's pretty funny. Right. When Twenty two is eating pizza and it falls out their butts. That's funny. Kids love that stuff. When oh, yeah. she's slapping him to show him that like there's no feeling. That's All
1: the, funny. The, the 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 running around
0: town with the when cat. he can't walk. Yeah. Oh Kids yeah, love like, that stuff.
1: <laughs> it was it was very very well done. In right. A I, I'm really the the more they do it. it The more I really do appreciate the care Mm -hmm. that Disney puts into these stories, because it's obvious to me that they are considering now in ways that they didn't quite Mm -hmm. (laughs) in past decades. We're building our children's morality. We're Mm -hmm. building their worldviews. We're shaping how they see things forever. Souls... Joy, life, those things matter. Mm -hmm. And they took extraordinary care to tell that story in a way that would be compelling for children and get the message across in a Mm -hmm. way that they could understand it. I'm just, I am honestly, it's a five because I am so profoundly grateful Mm -hmm. for the work that they put in to this story. Really. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, right. Common Sense Media says this is an 8. I, like I said, my 6-year-old enjoyed it. So, I, And I,
1: my 9-year-old loved it. The 3-year-old watched, even, mm-hmm. is the thing. I,
0: did he get it? No, of course not. But they're not really meant to. But they're not
1: meant to. And with stories like this, Disney builds them in a way that if they enjoy them and they layer them and they watch them repeatedly over time as kids do, they're gonna input it Uh in really significant ways. Right. I I do think that Disney is aware of how kids watch movies Uh because they really layer things in now. I saw it, I I first noticed this with Inside Out, Uh but here it is so deliberate. There is just visually so much that stacks with each repeated successive watching. Yep. You see things, patterns, and symbols and stories. And it's so lovely. It's just so lovely. And I don't think we do that at eight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We do that at three, four, five, watch them over and over and over. Yep. So. I think that's it. We are here at Latchkey Movies, Facebook, Instagram, sort of, kind of, you can absolutely reach out to us there. The phone number is 402-885-4875. You can find us on our website, latchkeymovies.com. If you have enjoyed this show, and you would like to buy us a taco, you can do that here at ko-fi.com slash Briar. And we will see you soon with the horrible B movie. We're so excited. so excited. I'm so excited. It's gonna be great. Bye y'all.